Okay, I guess uh, I get to talk first. Happy Twitter space. Happy DeFi chain Twitter space. Uh, today's Twitter space uh, should not be so much talking by myself, actually. Um, it should be more about the various community proposals that have been posted, either on Reddit or on Twitter. And uh, at the end, it's all about solving DUSD's one US dollar peg once and for all. That's uh, th the goal. That's the aim. And uh, looking through all the fantastic proposals that I've seen uh, on Reddit, especially Kugi uh, made a fantastic summary uh, Reddit post. Uh, maybe we can tweet, uh, we can pin that here. I think it's fantastic as a summary of all the various proposals. If uh, there are proposals that weren't included in that summary uh, Reddit post, and just let Kugi know in that uh, Reddit post. Um, looking at all those, I am fairly confident that uh, over the next days, weeks, we can actually get DUSD to a dollar permanently. Um, before we go into the various solutions, I would love to maybe summarize first where this uh, de-pegging of DUSD actually stems from. Um, and this may be a bit of a surprise to some, but it's actually by design. Um, if that is a surprise, then let me explain. Um, if you're trying to keep something stable in comparison to something else, there is a very like familiar, hopefully, value formula, which is anything's value depends on three factors, mainly on utility, then how rare that utility is, and then at the end, how many people want that rare utility. And so when you try to keep a price stable to something else, that value has to actually be pegged to that other thing's value. And that is not that easy all the time, um, mainly because obviously in the blockchain ecosystem, utility can go up or can go down, especially for stable coins where the fiat coin cannot be used on a blockchain. It always has to have some representation. That utility on a blockchain can actually go up when people need more of that stable coin or it can go down. So if we look at DUSD's uh, utility, it is actually very, very strong utility because you need it in the entire DeFi chain ecosystem. And we have seen that in 2021. We have seen this in Q1 of this year when DUSD was constantly trading at about a 30% premium in comparison to the actual dollars. It was always trading at around $1.30. And the reason this was, was mainly because of its super strong utility. Some people said it is because um, it was so expensive to create it, but it's actually not so true in a sense. It's really that the strong utility was there. Um, so over time, we then realized, okay, there was this massive influx of people in the DeFi space, especially last year and then uh, first quarter of 2022. People were all super excited about liquidity mining, about yield. Um, the entire crypto space had this massive run-up. So all of this in the, in the value formula um, really kind of drove value up and with that, the price up. Um, the only way how we then realized, okay, we can get the price down is by creating DUSD that are easier to create. And this was done via burning DFI. You lose 1% in the burn and you create um, DUSD that in this case are very easy to create because they don't need so much capital. They just need 100%, basically 101% of capital versus if you create them by loans, it needed 150% or more of that capital. 
Um, and this was voted on by the masternodes in Q1 of this year. And at the end, this led to the massive run-up in DFI, um, especially this year, especially in uh, Q1. Uh, DFI outperformed Bitcoin massively. On top of it, there were massive amounts of rewards. So obviously, uh, everyone was super ecstatic, super happy. And I think uh, at the end of Q1, um, DFI was one of the very few coins that was uh, outperforming everything else. Now, it was because that formula worked really, really well. Now, in Q2, we all know what happened. Um, Terra Luna completely collapsed. With that, it took down a lot of the other crypto companies. And then at the end, led to a massive, massive crash in all the cryptocurrencies. If you understand that part, you understand that in this very moment, the utility for DUSD also went down by whatever all the other cryptocurrencies dropped because you needed fewer DUSD because DUSD was basically pegged at the dollar and it tried to keep that peg while everything else crashed. And so with that, the utility went down. And if you then now look actually back, and I know this sounds a bit crazy today, but if you actually look at how strong DUSD is holding up by its design, I still think it's absolutely incredible to see how strong it is. Um, other stable coins, USDC, for example, USDT, now come in and they allow for burning of stable coins. And this would happen, for example, specifically to USDT. USDT also depacked down for a very short moment. And in this very moment, it allowed for the redemption of, the, of USDT versus actual dollars. So you have these actual dollars um, behind it, and these are fiat-backed stable coins. It allows basically to, inc to increase the rarity by reducing the supply. And uh, this obviously has upsides um, because it's very fast to do. Um, it has downsides, which is you need to trust someone and very likely USDT, USDC will be regulated in the near future and in, in most jurisdictions. Um, other ways are DAI, for example. Many people always believe that DAI is stable because it's loan-backed. Um, it is actually not the case. The reason why DAI is stable at the dollar is because you can destroy it on demand and you can destroy it. And now this is the key part because there are more than 150% of the collateral um, that are behind each of those dies. So when people need to reduce the supply, so increase the rarity of die, interest rates simply go up. People need to take out die out of the system. Rarity goes up, they burn it. And because it is so over collateralized, in theory, this should not have a dramatic impact. Terra, on the other hand, UST in this case, was basically only pegged by 100%. And that was the algo part of it. The reason they tried to do that was because this allows for a way more efficient use of capital, where in DAI, you always need to over collateralize, which is not efficient. Um, and that's why a lot of people always criticize DAI that it's stable, yes, but it's so inefficient, you basically, you need to lock up 150% to create 100%. And then the only reason why people do this is because they want to go long east. So they always leverage something, but they don't do it to create a stable coin. And that is um, actually really important to understand in an entire kind of mechanism. And a lot of people criticize Dai for that. Um, Terra tried to do this with 100% of capital. And what they completely missed was that this really works in a bull market. But as soon as a bear market starts, this has this negative death spiral. And this is absolutely essential to understand because even when I look through some of the proposals that people came up, um, it's sometimes actually easier to see the proposals that are very likely not going to work 
And it's easier to spot those than those proposals that actually may work. And may work, I really say on purpose, because it's sometimes very difficult to predict if a proposal works or not. And you have to be very, very cautious uh, with that. But so any proposal, right, that actually tries to sell DFI for DOSD, if you come up with this proposal, you're actually just copy-pasting the death spiral that Terra Luna had. And you're basically creating doom for DFI and for DOSD for the simple reason, because the lower the DFI price goes with that selling, the more DFI you need to stabilize DOSD and it's just not going to work. And Terra like really noticed this in a very painful way. So whenever you see proposals where people propose to either sell rewards aggressively for uh, DOSD or where people su suggest to, to burn the... Uh, any kind of uh, uh, um, community development fund, or even burn the DFI that were burned to create DUSD. All these are extremely dangerous and very questionable. So I would highly recommend to be very, very cautious um, actually buying into those ideas. And so that's just one thing there. But what you then learn from all of this is that DUSD by design doesn't have that instant burn function on the DUSD that got created from those burned DFI. And that has a massive upside, which is there's no death spiral. I know that some people on Twitter and on social media try to like fear monger and say, oh, now DUSD has the same fate as uh, UST. And this is absolutely not the case because there is no death spiral in DUSD. So the price of DUSD will simply basically follow the value formula. So the more utility DUSD has, and we have seen DeFi chain improvement proposals that increase the utility already by, for example, paying back interest with DOSD. So that increased uh, the utility for DOSD. Or if the DFI price or crypto prices or the D token prices in general move up with that, you increase the utility, right? So always make sure that any proposal actually is DFI price neutral or DFI price positive or bullish, because that always has an impact on the utility of, of DOSD. So that's key. So if we can increase the utility of DOSD, or if we can increase the rarity so we can somehow burn DOSD, or somehow we can excite people for DeFi again, like for the DeFi sector in general, for the DeFi chain community, which is very difficult in a bear market as we have right now. Plus, it's very difficult when a lot of these DeFi protocols just completely blew up, right? So this is going to take some time. But if we can solve that, then we can have a relatively rapid turnaround of the DUSD price. And so the reason I just want to highlight that is because if you don't understand the mechanisms on why there's a discount in DUSD right now, and you think it is because we're going to see the same fate as UST, then it just means that you haven't truly understood the design of how DUSD was designed. And so solving the DUSD pegging right now back to $1, we sometimes see a bit of a wrong narrative. Some of these wrong narratives are, what we need is we need more loan-backed DUSD. This is actually not true. We don't need more loan-backed DUSD. What we truly need, we need either a higher DFI price, because that actually increases the utility of, D of DUSD, or we need fewer DUSD as a whole, right? So we need both, both would be ideal, either fewer DUSD or more DFI, uh, or or um, or uh, fewer DOSD or a higher DFI price. That's actually the fundamental to the entire kind of solving of that problem. 
Now, long term, right, it is going to help when we have a fixed ratio of loan back DOSD and uh, algo back DOSD, because if there's a fixed ratio, for example, let's say at least 50% are loan backed, it's actually not so much about being loan backed. It's more that now the community can uh, set a very, very high interest rate, which removes relatively rapidly DOSD out of the system, thereby increasing rarity, increasing its value, increasing price. So it's all about how can you move at the end the circulating supply in a relatively quick term up and down. However, now here comes the big however, a lot of these proposals, and there are actually quite a lot of really good proposals, um, have shown quite some interesting approaches in how this circulating supply could be changed up and down extremely well. And the most important part, either DFI price neutral or even maybe with an increase in DFI price. And obviously any proposal that reduces circulating DUSD and has an impact, a positive impact on the DFI price would be extremely powerful because this could have a very, very positive um, like reinforcing loop for the entire system. And there are a couple of suggestions. I hope that we're going to see a lot of them, a lot of these projects and a lot of the suggestions actually come today on this Twitter space um, to kind of discuss this. Um, one Final statement that I want to make is on the DEX stabilization fee, where I've seen a lot of criticism on where people have been saying that this DEX stabilization fee should not be there. Um, the actual purpose of that stabilization fee is to reduce the amount of DUSD that is circulating, right? So sure, it has a stabilizing feature on the price, but at the end, it's about burning DUSD. And it has done that at about 100,000 DUSD a day. Now, this is not like, a, like the ultimate effect and maybe a different percentage of a fee would be burning even more DUSD. We don't know. Um, I'm sure we hear today suggestions on how to actually increase the total amount. But anyone who thinks that removing that fee completely would be more beneficial because then more people would buy DUSD actually doesn't understand the fundamental problem right now. And the fundamental problem is we have too many DUSD and we need to get rid of them. Obviously, if the entire market now sees a bull run, then this entire problem gets solved overnight. And hopefully we can create that bull run within the ecosystem by shuffling around a couple of ideas. So with that entire kind of intro, and uh, yeah, I will also release a blog post as a summary. Um, I'll do this on my personal capacity. So that's not done on the on, on Cake DeFi or that's not done by DeFi Chain. I'll do this on my own just because a lot of my personal opinions in there. Um, I will release that as a summary right afterwards. And uh, I know that a lot of other communities have shared a lot of ideas. And so I hope we get to hear a lot of them. But with that intro, I'm going to hand it over. I don't know um, who wants to go next, maybe QB, um or DC or someone. And then we see who else has stuff to share. Um, yeah, I, ca I can go next. <laughs> um, thanks for the intro. Um, perfect intro. Um, yeah, um, generally, I think... Um, Fabio already um, 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 uh, linked the, the, the Twitter, um, my tweet, uh, tweet about the Reddit summary. So as you said, there were a lot of um, different ideas and different proposals. And I just want to, um, yeah, basically talk about my idea. Or um, it's honestly, it's not my idea. It's uh, DC's idea, but we worked it out together. And I did the math for it. Um, so just uh, I already wrote a Twitter thread about the um, general idea and 
um, there is some numbers behind it. Um, so if anyone is interested in the in the deeper numbers and everything, um, please read the the Reddit post. Um, but in general, as you said, uh, the what we need or what the current problem is is the real, the ratio between the amount of the USD that's circulating to the uh, DeFi price. Um, and one idea, I mean, burning the USD is good. Burning the USD helps with this ratio um, because you reduce if you have too many DUSD in the system and you burn them, they are reduced. But the ratio, if you burn them, um, it's actually pretty slow kind of because it's hard to um, burn a lot of them. And so um, we came up with this idea that we say, okay, um, let's try to tackle it the other way. That we say, um, on the one hand, the circulating amount, because I think that's also one important and distinguishing between the amount of total DUSD and the amount of circulating DUSD. Because um, it doesn't matter if we burn DUSD now or if we just lock up 50 million DUSD, um, the effect on the system, the effect on the price is kind of the same. It's just that if you only lock it up, they might get free again. So it's it might be only temporary, but it's it's the same idea and the same effect on that. And also if the DeFi price goes up, um, it's it's also it goes up. Um, it has a, an, an effect. Um, if it goes down again, um, yeah, the, the effect is gone or it's, it's reversed. Um, but in general, that's that's what we came up with. So our idea was to incentivize um, the USD loans. And it's always a bit difficult to explain that because um, yes, if you incentivize the USD loans, that means more DUSD are created. So if first, <laughs> on first sight, it, it sounds counterintuitive to say we want to incentivize the USD loans to reduce the amount of the USD in circulation. Um, but what you have to keep in mind is because of this 150% at least collateral. So the 150% I mean, no one is doing it at 150%. You always basically need more, otherwise you risk liquidation. So um, this collateral is needed for the DUSD loans. So if we now incentivize um, a lot of DUSD loans, means we get even more collateral, more liquidity sucked out of the system, taken out of the system, and therefore um, reduce the supply and therefore have a positive impact on the DUSD price and on the um, DFI price. So the idea how to incentivize those DUSD loans is that we say we burn currently a lot of DUSD via the DEX fee. And uh, there are a lot of ideas or other, other proposals to say we take DFI rewards from the detoken loans um, system or anything and redirect it to DUSD loans. But that would reduce the utility there and reduce the effect there. Um, so we thought, let's take what we already burn, the DUSD from the tax fee, half of it, so that we say, okay, we still have an effect of burned DUSD. And the other half, we uh, distribute over the DUSD loans. So it's like every DUSD loan, so technically kind of in the back, every DUSD loan creates some theoretical liquidity mining token. And then the rewards, this tax fee is like a commission that's distributed over those um, tokens in a, a yeah, um, equal way. Um, so it basically incentivizes loans because you get paid um, for um, having a loan. And yes, again, that sounds counterintuitive um, to get paid 
for um, taking money, um, for, uh, for borrowing money. Um, but it's always this second order effect that we say, okay, because you, it incentivizes the loan, you incentivize putting collateral into a vault. You incentivize locking up collateral and therefore taking out um, funds or DFI and DUSD because we have the 50% rule. Um, it might also take out um, BTC. It might also take out um, other ease uh, uh, or USDT or USDC from the system. But the main focus that we have on or main goal is to take out the DFI and DUSD um, from the system. And uh, regarding the, the effects, because um, that's, in my opinion, the beauty of the whole thing is if we now burn, um, I think we burned 3 million uh, DUSD in the last 30 days. Um, so that's nice. <laughs> that's, that's something. Um, it's not, not nothing. Um, but for the whole amount that we have right now, if you say we have around 170 million DUSD in the system, um, I think uh, around 1 million, uh, 10 million is in loans. The other is algo-backed. Um, so burning 3 million doesn't do that big a change. Um, and we saw that, and that's what people criticize, that um, the DEX fee has been there for, for a month now, and we don't see a big effect on the algo ratio, which is true. Um, so this is why we think that burning is nice, um, but if we take half of it to incentivize loans, this would have a so much bigger effect because if we take just what we burned in the last 30 days and say, okay, we uh, calculate that and um, extrapolate that, um, it would be roughly 20 million per year. So if we, um, the 3 million and half it and say, okay, that's 1.7 or it's 3.4 million, it's uh, roughly 1.7 million DUSD that would be distributed over one month or over 30 days uh, to the loan holders. Um, that would be Exploited to the year around 20 million um, DUSD from the tax fee. So if you have now 10 million in DUSD loans, that would sum up to around 200% APR that you get just for having the loan. And that's a, such a strong incentive that in our opinion, people would crazily go into the vaults and create DUSD loans because they get paid for it. Um, and even if we go up to 100 million loans, 100 million DUSD loans, it's still 20% APR just from the fees that we already burned. And that's, that's also one important thing. Um, just from what we burned in the last month, we already can distribute so much DUSD back to the people so that they are, and they are not created new. They're just, they're less burned DUSD. Um, and so many that we incentivize 100 million DUSD in loans. And if you think 100 million DUSD in loans, um, that means you have at least 150 million in collateral. If only half of that is in DFI and DUSD, you need 70 million DFI or 70 million DUSD. And we, <laughs> you can't buy that on the decks without yeah, shooting the price to the moon. Um, if you try to take that amount of DUSD out of the system right now on the spot, DUSD would go into a massive premium because we don't even have that amount of DUSD on the decks. You, it needs to come from people who already have DUSD or it implies a massive increase in the DFI or DUSD price. If the DUSD price increases, we have the premium. Um, it incentivizes, on the one hand, selling the USD, 
rich and uh, um, uh, until we have the tax fee, until the, the ratio goes down, if we have a premium suddenly of 50% on the DUSD, means everyone can get out of the DUSD if they want to without any penalty because the tax fee of 30%, um, the premium on one, on 50%, you get out on a, on a, on a, on a plus and burn 30% DUSD, uh, 30% of the, of the one that you get out and you still make a profit. Um, and it increases the incentive to create more loans. Um, so that's a super reinforcing stuff, as, as Julian said, that, um, yeah, just reinforces and um, pushes the whole spiral up. Um, and that, again, then means we don't have enough DUSD to um, fill all that collateral, um, to get the APR down, kind of, for this incentive. So there need to be a DFI that come in. And that means DFI is taking out of the system of the supply, means DFI gets wherever, means the DFI price gets up. Um, if the DFI price gets up, um, the ratio between DFI price to circulating DUSD also gets better. So it's kind of reinforcing hugely and I think really fast. And last point, and then I uh, hand over to the, to the next one. <laughs> um, the, the next beauty I think is that um, whatever we do, usually um, any proposal needs to be implemented. We need to wait till it's implemented, till the hard fork comes up and so on. The good thing here is we already have the negative interest rates or the possibility for negative interest rates um, in the development for the uh, version three for the next hard fork in place. And we can simulate this half uh, tax fee payout with negative interest rates when we just say, as I said before, take the last month or last 30 days of a burnt DUSD, calculate what negative interest that would be, so what APR you would get, set the negative interest rate on DUSD for that amount based on the current loan uh, amount. Um, and you have that for a day and, that you, and you do that every day. It's not perfect, it's a bit up and down. So when um, new loans get created during the day, you will pay out a bit more than you would have with the tax fee. Um, but I think that's that's fine because we burn far more already. Um, so we are fine to have a bit of a strong incentive right now. And during one day, we probably won't um, um, create so many loans. And if, if we do it, it's only one day of wrong APR, so uh, wrong, a bit of APR. So I think that's fine to have that. But it provides us with the possibility to say, we don't need to wait for any new implementation, for any new development or anything. As soon as V3 comes out, we can fake that or manually do that, which has basically the same effect on the whole ecosystem, the same effect on the ratio, on the um, supply um, of the USD and everything. And we get immediate results. And by immediate results, I mean, I honestly expect as soon as we, if we activate that, if Masternodes vote for that and we uh, V3 goes out, as soon as this is out, I honestly expect that within a, a few days, we see 50 to 100 million DUSD loans. So 100 to 200 million more collateral in volts and the massive effect on the whole system. So in my opinion, within a few days, maybe a week or tops two weeks after the V3 release, if this is activated, the whole thing is resolved and DFI maybe shoots up to two, three, four dollars again. I mean, 
optimistic. I'm a positive thinker, but um, that's, that's just from the numbers that we see. Um, yeah, I think that's that's the summary of the the the, the, the yeah the, the root of the idea that that DC had and that we worked out. Um, in my Reddit post, I have also the thing that this whole effect that we have there um, with this uh, incentive and because these negative interest rates are not that bad, if you think about the collateral and everything coming in, um, we also would propose to um, um, increase the negative interest rates from the from the previous DFIP where we only have the negative interest rates kept to net zero and only until 5% premium, um, that we say, okay, we remove that cap, we um, remove the future swap for DUSD and just have negative interest rates really going up, up to a premium, um, whatever. Um, so infinitely, but I mean, the, the premium is capped at 50% or 45% probably anyway. Um, to have this effect that I just described with the loans and everything, um, also in a premium case where you incentivize loans, so you incentivize creating more DUSD um, to... Um, yeah, get the premium down. That's the, the second part of um, the post that I had. And that's all the ideas that I want to present. <laughs> Thanks. When I, and, and I want to be that honest, right? When I read Kugi's and DC's suggestion for the very first time, I made actually the exact same mistake as some people make when they propose a suggestion that does not work out, which is you don't think about secondary effects. So I only thought about first order effects. And that was like, ah, so these guys are suggesting to create more loans. More loans is not going to solve our issue because all we're getting is we're getting more DUSD and we actually need fewer DUSD. So I didn't consider the secondary effects. So that is absolutely essential. What I then started to truly appreciate, and I actually think to these like estimation of a massive DFI price increase and with that also a massive DUSD price increase is quite realistic because... The people who want to get out of the system, they are actually funding everyone who's going to believe in the system. So everyone who believes in the community are get, actually being paid by those people that want to get out. And that is, to me, the actual genius idea out of all of this, because you're taking the 50% that are of, of that that's being burned, and you give that back to people who are actually staying in the system, believing in the system. And the beauty of that is that you're not creating new rewards, you're not creating new coins, you're not uh, creating new DFI, you're not, because also be very careful, I saw a lot of suggestions on reallocating rewards. Reallocating rewards by design actually should not increase any additional utility, right? It doesn't increase any new incentive. You only create that if you actually manage to keep everything the same, but then you somehow take something and give it to some other people. And the, the genius here in this idea is to realize or to understand that it's actually more powerful for the system if we don't burn 100% of the stability fee, but actually take 50% and reallocate that to the people who are going to believe in the system. My only suggestion would be, and I, I think Balthasar had a very similar suggestion to that, and I saw a lot of other people. So actually, if you go through the Reddit post, there's a lot of people who are actually suggesting to have some kind of a freezer for DFI, for DUSD, and incentivize that. And my only on top of that suggestion would be that to offer a some kind of a, a vault freezer where people who are committed to freezing their DUSD 
and or their DFI for, let's say, one month, three months, six months, 12 months to give them a higher incentive, so a higher cut on the on, on the deck stabilization fee. So similar how the five-year and the 10-year freezer for the master notes work and do exactly the same thing, not for five or 10 years. I think that's way too long, but maybe for one month, for three months, for six months, and for 12 months, and you have an high, exponentially higher reward payout the longer you freeze. Um, and I think this would be extremely powerful when it comes to the circulating supply. It would have this massive like supply kind of liquidity squeeze. And this would have such a positive reinforcing cycle because imagine this way you take the usd out of the system you take dfi out of the system the price slightly goes up people burn a little bit more dust because some people are like so relieved that they can now get out of the system they, they have it all the way up here which burns the usd this increases the rewards for those people that stay Great. So that actually incentivizes more people to say, you know what, I'm not going to leave the system now because the system seems to work, which increases the price even more. So you're going to have this extremely reinforcing cycle that completely breaks out of this negative cycle. The only downside of my suggestion here that I would love to add on top, and I had discussed this a couple of times already with some of the engineers, is that this would actually delay any kind of hard fork by a couple of weeks. And so my suggestion if we go down that route with the masternodes is to actually go with the Kugi DC solution, which is super easy to implement. It's ready to implement. And maybe that's completely enough, right? Maybe that's completely enough where like this is going to solve everything really, really fast. And I actually believe that. But then kind of have this extra bullet in the holster so that later on we can add these freezer models that actually many of you have suggested. So it's not so much of an idea that I'm going to come up with now. It's actually an idea that I saw on Reddit a lot. Um, and, and, and so this has actually been suggested by many of you um, to kind of shoot that right afterwards. Um, these were just some of these ideas that I saw were like not only DFI price neutral, they were actually bullish for the DFI price. And on top, we're reducing the circling supply for DOSD. And that's at the end what, you're, what you need to try to do. Reallocating rewards, using DFI to buy DOSD, all these things are very, very questionable at best and very, very dangerous at worst. Um, yeah, so just want to kind of uh, add that personal comment in there. Um, there's someone, uh, I don't know, Mark76, uh, if you want to. Yes, thank you. Uh, funny thing, uh, after what you just said, uh, I don't have anything more to say. Uh, of course, many of the arguments, I would like to speak again my own suggestion with moving more rewards to the liquidity mining from these stocks were just said by yourself. So, well, yeah. Uh, I would just be, I mean, I saw these suggestions, right? And I yeah. initially, and, and, and I still remember, I mean, here's also, maybe let me comment on one thing. I was, I, I really don't think I was too critical of some suggestions that people made. Some people said, Julian, if you're so critical, you go in there with like so much force, like you're going to scare people from making suggestions. The reason why I was very critical of some suggestions, not of others, was the way they were presented. Because if someone presents ideas in a sense where, Oh, this is so easy to solve. Like, I don't understand why hasn't the community solved this already? It's so simple. What's this going to do is there's some people who just blindly follow. They don't think for themselves. They then become very critical of why are we not solving this? Like, it's so easy to solve. Why not have, why haven't we done this yesterday? Right. And 
And my criticism then was that some of these people, they look way more for attention rather than for coming up with good solutions. And that was my main criticism because it actually is not so much that these people were trying to help. They actually were quite hurtful because I still see this. I see where like some people come up with explanations and then there's this comment that says, oh, but shouldn't we just allow for a one-for-one swap? Like you can swap one DUSD for one die and all this problem would be solved. Like it would be so simple. And then like, you're like, okay, but how is this supposed to work? Like, this is not going to happen. And then you suddenly start fighting against your own community because people feel you don't want to implement someone's solution um, just because it was suggested by a certain person. And this makes literally zero sense. I would welcome everyone's solution. And I by no means should be a judge of the solutions. Solutions should be judged based on merit, 100%, without any prejudice of anything, right? But I can tell you, if you are making a suggestion where you're burning DFI to buy DOSD, or where you're just reallocating rewards, or where you are um, just basically trying to come up with some weird reset of the system, that's not going to work. Yeah, it's... Just yeah. made to interrupt you. Uh, no hard feelings from my side. I, I wanted to say that listening to this space and what Kugi said, what you said, gave me arguments against my own suggestions. <laughs> okay. So um, the, while I was waiting to be unmuted, I was thinking, Jesus, that's all arguments against my own proposal that I just wanted to present to you and now I'm hearing this argument more DFI rewards is bad because putting more buy uh, more sell pressure on DFI a smaller price on DFI is bad for DUSD and things like that so actually when you were ready and I was able to speak the only thing I could say was okay forget my suggestion uh, well uh, actually that is for my part uh, I withdraw my suggestion with uh, adding more rewards to the destock liquidity mining because I'm not anymore convinced that this is the, uh, the good solution for solving the problem. Uh, my other suggestion with uh, removing more rewards from a USD DFI liquidity mining pool, I don't know if it's good. Maybe a bit more um, discussion about that a little bit later and my prepared final words is just a plea for all community mentors, community members, please stay civil. This is a hard time for everybody of this, and please do not use this time for personal attacks against anybody in this community. We are all in the same boat together. 100% agree. Thank you. I for, agree. Thank you. I agree. And thanks uh, so much, uh, Mark76, for... Yeah, and, and again, if, if I, I also want to make one statement here. If someone just argues on why selling DFI, so basically, and, and selling DFI will always have a negative impact on the DFI price. Always. It's impossible for to sell, it's impossible to sell something and the price going up. It's not gonna, this is impossible. So with all other factors equal. If someone can explain how this is gonna solve the problem with a lowering DFI price, I'm all ears. But from everything that we know about how the markets work and about how value works, it's very unlikely gonna gonna happen. So just wanted to kind of point that out. It shouldn't be. It, it, it my opinion may be completely wrong. Um, Santiago, you uh, unmuted yourself, or you asked to speak. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, so first of all, thank you very much, Kugi and Lizzie, for bringing up this awesome proposal. I was diving into the topics um, also a little bit, and uh, I fully agree on on what you said. I think the only way out of this 
is to lock as much DFI as we can and increase the loans. And yeah, like a little bit roll back to the, to the status we have been before as much as possible. And I would like to direct the attention a little bit uh, to the second proposal you did, Kugi. I think you talked also a little bit about changing the formula of the stabilization fee, when I'm not wrong. And I, will also, I would like to talk about um, how you perceive the stabilization is working right now. So I, 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 I'm observing that people are also having the fear right now to actually use DeFi chain to get into the D-token system because of the stabilization fear. So do you think we can uh, maybe run some modelizing to improve the formula in that way that we have a sweet spot where we can burn even more while at the same time letting more people out there that, that want to go out? So I, I, I'm pretty sure that if we can like play around with this a little bit, we maybe find a sweet spot where the formula gets more effective. And uh, I was just wondering if there's something like this already maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe you thought about this as well. Um, yeah, let me, um, yes, <laughs> yes, and uh, maybe. Um, so yes, I mean, the proposal is also a bit of a adapted um, tax fee um, calculation. Um, on the one hand, because currently it's not that uh, exponential in a way, it's more um, linear. And um, with all the experience we have from the last uh, weeks um, and from the, um, yeah, looking at how the whole thing behaves and how it could behave. Um, my opinion is that um, the lower the algo ratio is, the better. Um, I agree with people that say um, it should be zero, but I'm not sure if this is possible with all the utility and all the stuff we have on DeFi chain, um, because we have a, a pretty big base um, demand for the USD with the liquidity mining and everything. So I'm not 100% sure if it's possible to have a 0% algo ratio, um, but I would like to get it as, as low as possible. Um, um, that's why I was like, okay, let's start earlier. Start between the 20 or the 30% range, somewhere there, um, but start really flat that we have no real impact on trading. Um, uh, so only a low impact if we get there, but we have an impact. Um, we get already the, DM, the some burnt DUSD. We get um, increased incentives to create more DUSD loans so that we always be in a healthy position um, to react to market situations. Um, because even if you are in a, at the 50% range and the market drops by 70%, um, you, get, you quickly get into a bad situation. If you are at 20%, um, 30%, um, you are in a far better situation regarding that. That's why I would start already lower, um, but have it really slow coming up, um, stay be below 1% until 50% range. Um, so it's just a low fee um, on the trading. Um, for the, as Julian said, for the people who are in the system, they get paid for being there, for providing the stuff, and then have the hockey stick um, um, in the end when it comes up. Um, Regarding the how to simulate that and how to um, yeah come up with a good number um, or a good formula, that's a stuff a thing where we um, and especially me thought about um, for yeah a really long time. Um, and my problem is the main influence on how the tax fee works or how the whole thing works is how people react and also how the whole market around it. 
behaves. Um, we've seen that in the beginning of the tax fee, um, there no one bought um, DFI with DUSD. Um, it was basically still more in the downtrend. Very few people thought this is the bottom. Um, and people only um, started selling DUSD with the tax fee um, when we got a premium of 10, 15%, where we said, okay, they got in at 80 cents and now they get out with the fee at 85 or 90 cents and it's fine. Um, so they, they only started uh, selling at that price. Then the whole market started to feel like it's bottom, could have been the bottom. We don't know yet, but let's see. Um, and they started getting bullish and suddenly they started buying. As soon as you had a 2 to 5% premium on the DUSD, people started buying DFI with DUSD because they wanted to get into DFI. Um, so completely different um, sentiment, completely different behavior from the people. Um, and it, there it's the, why is, are people already buying at 5% premium when they should from the model buy as soon as they get a profit from their arbitrage positions or as soon as the premium is at 30%. And that's why it's so hard to model the behavior of the people, the behavior of the market, because you can say, okay, we expect that if you get a, um, a premium, if you get a flat market, if you get a positive sentiment, a bearish sentiment, whatever, then this and this will happen. But there are so many possibilities and so many things that all play together that, in my opinion, it's really, really hard to come up with a, this is scientifically proven or any scientific value behind that, other than really like, okay, um, on a low ratio, we want to have the impact. We want to have an impact, but not a big impact because we want to reduce the pain or keep the pain low. Um, but as soon as we come to really unhealthy situations in the unhealthy ratios like we are right now, there we need a high tax fee. So if um, anybody comes so, up with a great idea, uh, can I perfect. jump in? Uh, yeah. Guys? Hello? So yep. I have a different, uh, like, if you allow me to speak, sir. So <laughs> I have a different thing in mind which I was thinking about a very different proposal. If uh, this might work, that is known as uh, per wallet or per, uh, like whatever the rewards are coming in and to control the like ex extreme selling pressure on both the sides of DUSD and DeFi, something like incremental uh, tax, which can be done instead of the premium thing. Like whenever the person wants to like sell it for the first time in the month, it should be 5, but if he does the second time, it should be 10, then 15, then 20. Something like this can also psychologically reduce the sell pressure as well. Uh, where would you, uh, sorry, I, I don't fully understand that uh, proposal. Where example, is that tax the, paid, charged? For, so, for example, whatever the rewards are coming in from both the sides and where we can see that DeFi is being sold, DUSD is being like both the, it's like I'm just uh, proposing it for reducing the sell pressure instead of this premium system. The way that whatever the rewards are coming in, so it, a mechanism or a code can be written in there this way that, if, for example, if I generate like, uh, for example, on 5th of August, uh, I make a liquidity pool and whatever the rewards are coming in in the form of DeFi. And if I try to sell those rewards, 
it should be for the first time of the month if i try to sell it it's uh, it shall be 5% tax if i try to sell it the second time it should be 10% if i try to sell it the third time in the month it should be 15% and the next month it should be reset to zero again something like this um okay one uh, a few points regarding that first thing um if you don't lock that or combine that with a uh, value or uh, how much you are sold, selling it just means people will sell the first time try to sell as much as possible um because the second time you would pay um so you instead of selling one dfi per day you start selling 10 dfi on the first day or at, at once um the second thing is um stuff like that can the tax can be used into buyback also as well plus second thing which uh, like this is like only your perspective that they can just do in 10 but it can be also taken into another way that whatever is coming in we can provide a secondary thing of zap in feature that they can provide uh, what are the rewards are coming in they uh, the defi can be zapped into against stable pools or other pools and and the second thing is as soon as you try to say someone is only allowed to uh, or the first time someone sells they don't pay the second time they pay yeah the, and the, the chain no the, the thing is the chain doesn't have a someone it's an address if i now i could sell it with one address and then create another address send it there and sell it there and the other address sells for the first time so you can easily um prevent that and just go there and um sell with new addresses all the time because you're just sending stuff around and it's really hard to track and or impossible to track and say this dfi is only allowed to be sold with five percent tax because we expect that to be from that person so that, that, that this this concept of this person or these rewards is basically impossible to do so i think that that's technically really really hard or impossible Okay, thanks. Um, we have many uh, others who uh, unmuted themselves or asked to speak. Uh, Frank, maybe you want to share some thoughts? Uh, hi. Um, okay, so um, I just want to say that I, I really agree with about, about the part that uh, we should not crash our DFI's value for uh, to solve this issue. Um, particularly like a large, I think a large portion of our of the vault, of all the loan vaults are, are backed with DFI. So, if the value of DFI crashes, uh, you you have even you have an even larger problem. Um, I just want to share um, an idea I had and and here and see if I, and see if there's any feedback. So the to summarize the idea, it's it's to introduce a. Uh, introduced uh some some uh, something akin to like DUSD bonds so how it will work is that uh let's say like if we have like 1 million DUSD to uh in in the in the entire D, uh defi trade ecosystem right now um we will we will we will create 10% of it as um uh bond tokens so these bond tokens will be sold at $1 and and what you will do is that over the period of 2 years it will, it will give you uh returns um 
and and it will give you some additional interest. And this interest will be uh will be taken by introducing a, a small zero point five percent tax on the entire DUSD ecosystem. So the idea is to um encourage people to to uh to to lock up their their money to lock up their DUSD for two years. Uh, so that the two years because um is the uh, you probably be a, perhaps two years until the recession ends or, or or Bitcoin comes back again, and and also um the and and also uh the another advantage of this idea is that uh by uh by paying the rewards in using DUSD we do not touch DFI at all, so yeah that's just my thoughts. I I love. I love that idea. I, I love that suggestion. I saw that on Reddit as well. I, I think that was from you, right? Because I saw that yep. exact. Yeah. yeah I, I thought that was that was genius. Um, from a just a, a feedback suggestion, right? And again, like I always put my I, I put the proposal from like would I use that proposal, right? And so I think I'm a big DeFi chain fan. I believe in DeFi chain long term. If you ask me to lock up DUSD for two years. I'd be like, wow, that's like a really, really long time. Even for me, who is like a super strong believer, because I'm like, man, it's an effing stable coin. You know, like it should just be a dollar. So if the maximum return is I get whatever, 10% from that bond over two years, I'm like, man, over two years, maybe I have way better opportunities to put my money to work and it's not in an effing stable coin. It, I want to maybe put it into DFI or I want to put it into something where I can even make some more money out of it, right? So my only feedback would have been, sure, maybe we offer some lockup for two years as well. I have no problem with that. I was also very skeptical. I still remember that when like community members said that like people can lock up their DFI for 10 years in a masternode. And then I even locked up most of my DFI for 10 years because I didn't realize the, the real upside. So maybe you're right. Maybe actually locking it up for two years makes sense. Just from an initial gut feeling, I was like, wow, two years is a super long time uh, for a stable coin, right? Um, so that is why when, like before I was like, I agree with like this bond concept, I would just counter with a couple of things. Maybe make the bond concept in like steps, right? Where you have like a one month, a three months, a six months, a 12 months, and maybe a 24 months if you want to, or maybe even do a 36 months, right? I, again, it's just kind of throwing this in there. Um, and use technical tools that we already have, right? Because then from a technical perspective, and that's purely from a technical perspective, if we reuse stuff that we already have, it's just so much easier to implement. If we come up with a completely new system now or something that's completely different, it's just very difficult from a tech perspective. That's why I was like, let's use like vaults because we have that concept of vault. You can call it a loan, right? It doesn't really matter. Um, uh, you can call the bond. I just called it a vault and it's like a frozen vault and you freeze it for a certain amount of time. Now you can call this a bond. Um, I just called it a, 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 a vault because we already have that technical concept. But in theory, um, I completely thought this was a genius idea. Um, I don't know if someone else has a different opinion on this, um, but this is definitely something, again, I think implementing this is going to take a little bit longer because we don't have like the frozen concept, right? Like freezing something until a certain time block, uh, until a certain block and like all this, like then also obviously this has to be implemented so that people can actually use it. Otherwise, you're going to have it only in the command line, which is going to limit its capabilities dramatically. So a lot of this stuff, right? It's always, you need to kind of keep all this in mind. And so if we have to put this out in like, I don't know, two, three weeks, then we have to hard fork. We have to update all the exchanges. Like, obviously, a lot of things always that come behind it, right? So um, 
just kind of keep that a bit in mind. I don't know if someone else has some other suggestions on that. But I, in general, I really love that idea on it as a whole. Yeah. Um. So I, I I I thought a little bit about the technical, but actually I I think the most difficult part would be trying to um deduct the DUSD from everybody. Um. I'm not sure if that is possible, but as for just just the idea of uh creating the bond token, I I I'm not sure, but I think like that might be that might be easier. Um, because it's we you can we can just create a, a token that that uh pays out the DUSD and then lock it in a in a smart contract. Then everybody can that wants to buy it just needs to transfer money to that contract address. Sure, but I mean if you then just use the existing tools we have, right? And we yes. just if, if you're a bit more flexible on the on the naming, no. and then we just use the existing tools, then you can also say we just lock the funds in a vault. Uh, that vault creates, let's say, fictionally, a liquidity mining token. And that liquidity mining token pays out more the longer you lock up, just like any normal yeah. bond, right? Then you have the exact same principle. If then yeah, you that, go that, and say, instead of taking it away from everyone, you do exactly what Lord, uh, what um, uh, DC and uh, Kugi suggested, and you take part of the stabilization fee, then you don't have to take it away from everyone. You take it away from those that want to leave the system. And you actually have the exact same result as what you're suggesting. Just you calling it a bit different. But actually, the I, 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 I still thought that freezer system that I saw from you on Reddit was actually the reason why I suggested on adding that freezer vault. Um, uh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually... Yeah, you can call a, it... Uh, like, point. if you call yeah. it bonds, I think that's fine. It's just kind of using that... that yeah, the, the, the existing kind of building blocks we have. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a... So I'll think about maybe how I can improve the proposal. Yeah, but I thought that was a... Like, personally, right? Again, I'm not the judge here. I just thought that it, you're hitting all the right spots. Like, DFI neutral, uh, reducing the circulating supply for DUSD. So I was like, yeah, uh, you got it. Yeah, I thought that was genius. Yeah, thank you. I don't know who wants to go next um, on, on my list. Yeah, uh, Rath, uh, Rath, uh, Rath, Rath, Rath Thomas, Thomas yes. Yeah. Hello. Uh, for the suggestion about freezing DUSD, um, I would not recommend to go any further in this direction because if you would install a freezer for DUSD, you basically cutting off the USP of the blockchain because what can you do now with DUSD? You can buy the D stocks. You can trade the D stocks long and short, but if you now put away the DUSD, uh, you basically cut your uh, cut one leg for, your, for off from yourself. So I don't see any usage in this kind of uh, way. So I would uh, urge everybody who who recommended this one just think a second time over it because we have a really really strong utility here. And a really unique uh, selling proposition. So uh, we let's use this. Thanks. For I, I I understand where you're going with this, and I just um I think this also completely aligns with what uh, and maybe Balthasar, you want to speak on that. I'm gonna get you first. Uh, get you next. Um, I really understand where you're coming from, and I think my my counter then is why not do both, right? Why not promote the D tokens as much as we can. Um, which is, I want to be honest here, very hard in a bear market where people are super skeptical of, of, of like DeFi in general 
of DUSD that is supposed to be a stable coin and now it's like a 20% discount. Um, why is this possible? And then like other people making fun of this on social media and like who would trust this? Oh, is this going to be like the next Terra, right? So I, I do understand that like we really have to drive like the key use case. I just would, yeah, really kind of throw in there, maybe do both, um, drive and freeze. Um, because I don't see how removing the circulating supply of the USD with a freezer is actually going to hurt. Um, actually, it's going to help the rest of the system because for that, for people to then buy D tokens, um, they need to create more DUSD via loans or buy them on the DEX. And that's at the end exactly what we want. So yeah, just kind of sort of in there. Baltasar, sorry, because I know your suggestion goes exactly that route. I want to let you speak. Yeah, I just wanted to throw in an idea that I had a couple of days ago when I was hiking. And basically, I, I really like the idea as well um, that Kugi suggested that you kind of put incentives or create incentives for the people that believe long term in the project. And then you take the fees, for example, that people pay that want to leave the project. So that's really cool. And I just had an idea that could as well create more incentives to reward people that think long term. And that's why I as well like a lot the freezer idea where you say that you freeze up coins for uh, a big amount of time. And then people who really long term believe in the project, they get rewards. And so what I thought that we could do, and I, I don't want to say this is like an only solution. I would rather say this is like an additional solution that we can put up as well to have like uh, more improvement proposals. So what I was thinking about is that we have a liquidity mining token freezer. So, for example, if I have shares of the SPY DUSD uh, liquidity mining pool, I have a right to get the cash flows that are generated by that pool via transaction fees and DFI. So why we don't use the same model we used for DFI, which was if you lock up your DFI for, let's say, five or ten years, you get double rewards. Why don't we use something like that for the um, liquidity mining pool shares? Because then I can, if I want to use it, lock up my liquidity for a specific period of time and I'll get double rewards. And that, of course, would kind of suck out liquidity out of the D token. Well, not really suck it out, but we would have definitely less uh, DUSD or D tokens in general that could be sold. And then we could as well uh, reduce the fee that we have for leaving the system. And what we could do on top, which I think is very interesting, is we could add an extra way of incentivizing people by saying, okay, those 63 million DFI that were burned kind of caused the whole problem. So what we could now do is we could use those DFI that we burned to extra incentivize people to use that freezer. And of course, that would happen over five or 10 years. So we kind of have no selling pressure because DFI inflation maybe goes up by three or 6%, so very slightly, and people will definitely use the freezer because they're just getting so high rewards. And that will probably get out uh, like something between maybe 10, 20, 30 million. And that would as well help. But I just want to point out again that that's not like the only solution. That's like something we could do on top to just solve the problem faster. Yep, sure. Um, 
I, my, 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 I don't know, Santiago. Yeah, you, this is, I mean, and just, just interesting from, from a standpoint, like, like, if I understood this right, you would access the DFI that actually got burned already, right? But is this even possible? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, uh, anything is possible as long as the masternodes vote on it. Um, and, and obviously, in this case, you need to have like a, a super strong uh, supermajority or something because uh, you really need to kind of have the support of everyone. But at the end, I mean, if the masternodes vote on it and go in a certain direction, you can do anything. Um, I mean, the idea is kind of that, uh, depending on how you look at it, you could as well say that those DFI somehow caused the problem because we burned DFI to create more DUSD, but now we cannot reverse it. And we don't want to reverse it like Julian said, because that would, of course, cause a lot of selling pressure for DFI. But implementing that freezer would sort of reverse it, but on the long run, because we have already implemented a lot of measures that burn DUSD. For example, if 100,000 DUSD are burned every day, we kind of burn like 36 million DUSD in a year. So if we have a couple of years, the problem will be solved, but we want to solve it now. So uh, this could just be a very good way of incentivizing people to lock up a lot of uh, DUSD and other D tokens right now for the next couple of years. I I, I think a, a couple of thoughts, right? I mean, just allowing, like, basically reallocating rewards within the liquidity mining by giving those that freeze more is just in theory a reallocation, right? So it in theory, in theory, this should not drive liquidity. Now, obviously, in it can totally drive liquidity. It can actually like drive liquidity out. It can drive liquidity in. Many times, actually, this is can go either way. Um, but sure, I I don't think there's much harm in 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 offering that. Um, I, I think in general, I would be again. I'm I don't know. This is just a gut feeling right now. My opinion here is really not, let let me not state that opinion because it's really not valuable on on reintroducing the DFI. Uh, for 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 something like that, it's it's really not a valuable opinion because I'm just just a good feeling. So uh, it, it, your your opinion here, Baltasar, is I think just as good as everyone else's. Um, I I I think that's a a, a valid uh, suggestion. Yeah. Uh, Ralph, do you any? Uh... Yeah, thank you. Um, I uh, learned a lot today, and uh, I see now that a few of my ideas are uh, not practical, uh, which is very good. But um, my my main concern is uh, that uh, with the stabilization fee, uh, we um, yeah, um, cannot uh, incentivize people to join our system. Um, because if someone likes to to use D token uh, as uh, equivalent to to uh, stocks, um, he has to come in and go out without any um, um, yeah stabilization fees. A stabilization fee cuts forty three percent of the profits. If I come in the system, and when I get out. 43% of my profits are gone. Um, so no one will come into the system. But to, um, to uh, increase the value of the system, uh, we need additional users, not just us. 
we are inside, so we don't have. Uh, most of us uh, will not leave the system. So I think um, the stabilization fee is is far too high. It's a really big hurdle for someone to join the system. Um, on the other hand, I, I see the the point um, of um, Kugi's uh, idea now. I, I don't like to pay someone for uh, taking a loan, but uh, I see that it's maybe helpful. Um, but instead of using half of the stabilization fee, it's maybe an idea to uh, cut the liquidity mining rewards for the DUSD pool and take this. Um, I like um, your idea, Julian, that you say uh, people that go out of the system have to pay the people inside. This is good, but it prevents people from coming into the system. And um, that's my point. And the other point um, I made in my suggestion is that it makes no sense um, at the moment to do a lot of marketing and, and spend a lot of money for, for marketing uh, on, on several ideas um, because we have to wait until uh, the, uh, we have uh, a solution for that. That's uh, just a short thing for me. Thank you. Yeah, a uh, couple of thoughts here. Um, again, if we reallocate rewards, right? So let's say we reallocate from the DFI, whatever, DOSD pool or whatever, other pool, it doesn't matter if it's DFI, DPTC pool and so on. If the market is rational, and in this case, the market is quite efficient. Um, we actually see this with the, the D tokens all the time when there's more tickers being added. Um, people always like are like worried that uh, rewards go down, but they actually don't go down. It's just that like liquidity is being reallocated. So in this case, what would happen is like the liquidity just moves with whatever wherever the the, the rewards go. So that just means that the DFI DOSD pool just goes down. Um, the rewards stay where they are as a percentage, but then this liquidity just moves where the other rewards go and. We actually see this with the DUSD, um, USDD pool right now, the USDC, DUSD pool, all these. You just see the reallocation of, of, of uh, rewards. Um, so I do think um, you're right where we definitely need, obviously, to grow the ecosystem. Sure. Uh, at this very moment, I, I think even if we don't grow it with, in, in, with people, I think we can just basically reinforce the existing ecosystem and putting that confidence back in. And that confidence comes from um, you and I actually getting incentivized from those people that lose the confidence and they want to leave. As soon as they realize, oh my goodness, like those people that actually stay in the ecosystem, um, they are being incentivized because they just showed this confidence. So I'm not going to leave anymore. So just people not leaving I mean, the price goes down because people leave, right? I mean, or let's not say people, but like li liquidity leaves. So as soon as this liquidity stops leaving, we're going to have a net inflow because we have massive inflows. We, we see this. I mean, we see this on our company, Cake DeFi. We see this on the DEX. We see this on exchanges. Uh, we see this on DFX. I mean, all of us, we have these massive inflows. So where are, like, why is price going down? It's very simple because existing ecosystem members are worried. They get 
like in, they get insecure by listening to people on social media. They get insecure by listening to certain influencers. They get insecure by, I don't know, just being worried about the market in general. And it's typical for bear markets. So as soon as this reverses, that entire sentiment reverses. And here, I want to put in something that's very powerful. The risk, that's the key thing, the risk of trying out a 50% reintroduction of something that gets burned, in this case, DOSD, is actually relatively low. The, the, the risk is super, super low. Because what is the risk? The risk is that someone leaves and instead of it being burned 100%, 50% is only burned, which is price neutral. There's no impact on, on, on this part. And then someone else that actually had to lock up capital in return is getting that now. So sure, you could say, but what if that person now uh, like sells it right away? You're right. But that person in return had to lock up way more capital to get access to those funds. So the risk is relatively small. The potential upside, I would say, is extremely huge. I think some of the numbers that QD spit out, where he was like, hey, DFI could easily jump to 2 or $3 with that. I actually think that's very realistic if you calculate this through. And it's like, please, don't take this by no means as financial advice. And like, this may not work at all. But from all the suggestions... This idea, and it's really the idea of reintroducing 50% of something that gets burned right now, right? And reintroducing that part. I think that is the, the creative part in all of that. Giving that to the loans is just because it's so easy to do from a technical perspective because all we need to do is we just have negative interest rates. So that's just where it's, yeah, a, a very interesting way. I just want to put that in there. Um, DeFi, uh, I don't know what, uh, what's the account. Uh, accelerated guys. Sorry. I only saw the first uh, four letters. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks Julian. Um, Ben here. Um, I, I just wanted to address, so thanks of all Thanks. Thanks first of all to everybody that has been like working hard on solutions for this problem. I, I think there's no doubt that this is a problem we're currently having and we are facing, we see this, especially when it comes about marketing and trying to sell the product to people that not yet know it. I mean, it's for sure that there are some problems we cannot deny. And I just heard that I think it was Ralph that picked this topic up regarding we should postpone big marketing measures and so on. So we have actually been discussing this in the team over the last days, um, basically um, started um, a bit earlier already. Um, what are we going to do with the measures we have in place, especially the brand awareness campaign that has um, been part of the last CFP round and the other things we are doing and we actually decided that we're gonna like be careful with the big measures right now especially the one that um target like customers that have not yet been um part of the community um which are most <laughs> um and also the the um the, the measures that um could harm our relationship to for example influencers or other key opinion leaders because it's a bit worrying if we sell a product to them and say it's the greatest DeFi protocol in the world and um, their community, on the other hand, figures out, okay, they have a DPEG or whatever it is, and they don't understand the fundamentals, which is common for somebody that is not completely dived into the ecosystem. And then it will fire back on them and then the relationship will be harmed. So we are very careful with that at the moment. So don't be worried about that at all. 
we're not going to stop press releases or anything. If there's something new upcoming, we're going to still push that. And we're obviously not going to postpone it forever. If, if we see, okay, the measures are in place and we are moving in the right direction, then we have at least an argument and a discussion argument with these people. Because right now, this is a bit of a problem. Like we can say we have measures in place, but seemingly they are not solving the problem uh, on the long run. And um, if this changes, then we obviously will fire out, we will put out the big guns again and um, we'll, we'll proceed business as usual. So I just wanted to make that clear that uh, people are not worried that we are burning marketing money uh, and people go into the system and they will be super disappointed because they cannot leave it anymore. And well, where does the fee come from? Um, so no, we're not going to do that. So that's just something I wanted to add. Thanks. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, and I think everyone in the community appreciates hearing that. Um, Yuzen or Prasanna, do you want to um, maybe talk about technical implementation of uh, like what's happening right now with version 3 or V3 that's being rolled out anyway? So that's independent of what we actually have, what we're discussing right now. Um, the interesting thing, if we do a an emergency like DFID voting round for DUSD around like some proposals is that we could basically just implement that with the existing tools that we have, right? One is like we just reintroduce 50% of the burn fee, the burn DUSD, and we just reintroduce that as a negative interest rate on the loans. This is just something which... There's like all the tools are already there. Like there's not a single thing that we need to re like we need to build or like work on. Then obviously there's other suggestions as like bonds, long-term freezers, um, other other things. Um, again, if the community votes on those, this may take some time. And I would this is like now me personally. I would try to get the next hard fork out that uh, that have like negative interest rates, which is something we have already approved in the past, and get all this as fast as possible. Um, we can just then adjust the stabilization fee if this, like, we can lower that, which I think a lot of the, in the community are super, super cheerful about. And hopefully then there's more selling happening, which is going to cause more burn, which is going to cause more reintroduction of, a, of, a, of, of the fee. And then at the end, should cause more rewards. Um, what is the timeline of that at the moment? Where are we so that people, like, in the space and then afterwards kind of have a bit of an understanding? When could we, like... It, it, w before we even start voting on stuff, when is that next hard fork coming out? What does this include? So that people have a bit of a, like a timeline on this and that kind of helps maybe a bit to see what other proposals, what other kind of things do we need? Just keep in mind, whenever you come up with new stuff, right? This has to be done on a blockchain level. And if, again, if you want that the average user can actually use this, then this also has to be done on the various wallets. Um, that's key, right? Because otherwise, it's only the command line users who can use it, which, again, the command line users are going to be happy about it, but 98% of people are going to be unhappy because they need a graphical user interface. So I don't know, Yuzin or Prasanna, I don't know who wants to kind of share a few thoughts on this, um, on, on where we are with V3 and so on. Prasanna. Hi. Thanks, Julian. Yeah, let me, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll try to answer a little bit and then hand it over to Yuzin if he has any thoughts. Um, so I, I wasn't following through the whole call, but so I, but I think your questions were quite specific, which I can answer. So the first part, 
you're right. We have all of the tools uh, in, in the blockchain and the tech as well. But the one large thing that's missing today that we'll need in is basically the negative interest rate, which is one of the key features that we have prioritized in V3. So V3, there were a bunch of other things that were uh, there on the roadmap before, but because of negative interest rates, we've reprioritized them. And this is the main feature that we're going to have. Along with that, there are a few carry-ons from the past, uh, the updating of mass node operators, and then a few other things, which keeping it as a secondary priority at the moment, uh, but the key one is going to be negative interest. Once we have that, you're right, I think we'll have everything that we need to be able to utilize negative interest rate and then work on a majority of what we can do right now, what that, uh, some of the DFIPs are potentially about. And for this, the timeline that we're looking at is uh, to have a node released by the end of the month, uh, latest by the end of the month, so that, uh, or if you're, if you're able to get it a little bit earlier than towards the first week of September, where we can have the hot fork itself. Uh, that is the current plan. Uh, and then we, in terms of freezers and all of those aspects, I the challenge itself is not going to be introducing the freezers, but rather looking at how we want to distribute the rewards for that and how all of that process is going to look like is the one that's going to be a little bit more challenging in terms of tech. So I think uh, I personally would like to spend a bit more time before we come up with some sort of timelines. But it's good that we are not looking at that as the more immediate one. Um, yeah. So hopefully that kind of provides some insight. Uh, I don't know if I answered all your questions. I dropped out in between. Yeah, no, no. Uh, thanks. And because I, the reason I'm asking this specifically is because that hard fork right now, um, which is basically then time for beginning of September, is all these things are approved already. So the reason I just want to like kind of put that in is any proposal that gets approved for DOSD that can be built, can be done with the existing kind of building tools that we already have, that should then be implemented right away. So what I would highly then encourage is that if other proposals get like added, right, let's say freezer or whatever, right, that are way more complex, I would personally not delay the September hard fork um, because maybe some proposals could actually work with this already. So we can have this immediate impact on DOSD beginning of September already um, and then have like, if needed, have more impact later down the line. So that's just something I would really throw in there. Um, yeah, that like we should not delay any kind of hard fork right now because uh, like I think the tools we have are already quite impactful. Um, and then anything on top of that, sure, let's kind of roll this out later down the line and not just kind of wait like another three months uh, for everything. Like I would get everything out as fast as possible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, using... I, yeah oh, so, I... so, sorry, Prasanna. No, yeah, I would absolutely agree on that because I think this is the only one that we have at the moment that things are a bit deterministic. Uh, sure. Because the rest is, it'll take much longer and we'll have to, and, and not just implementing it on, as you had already mentioned, right? It's not just implementing it on the blockchain. Products will need to evolve. So it's a much longer process and we have to be a lot more mindful of that. Um, yep. So let me hand it over to you, Zen, if you have any thoughts. Yeah, I think you've answered everything, yeah, Prasanna. Just uh, re recap a little bit. Uh, yeah, from Kugi and, and, and DZ's suggestion, if we are to go with that, we can 
make use of what the development team is already currently working on. So there's no sudden change on development that we have to do. Uh, so once that's out, uh, we can make do with the negative interest rate to kind of use that to to do the USD uh, payout. Um, yeah, and eventually gonna uh, then um, include the automatic uh, payout maybe on the next hard fork. And uh, I also want to add one thing, basically the freezer part, uh, because uh, if we do, okay, freezer or some, something else that we might eventually approve as a second bullet. Like if we, if the, if the one doesn't work, then we have something in the back that's really pre-approved that we can then roll out on the next hard fork. So if we, if we are to go that, I would want to suggest also that to add it as a, as condition that if it doesn't work, then this will then, uh, it's already pre-approved and can go out. So in a way that if it works, then we don't have to spend any engineering resources to build on that so that we can further the the, the feature uh, of DeFi chain because that's all we want uh, to to move ahead as well on DeFi chain. We want to add more features, we want to add more utility for, for DFI and all this. So DSD, yeah, it's a, it's a burning problem that we need to solve right now, and we want to have a second bullet, but maybe on a DFib as well, we want to put out there that for the second bullet, let's add a condition that this should only be activated if this occurs, and we should only spend your resources if this occurs, something like that. Yeah, um, I think it's a, a good add-on. Um, I don't know, maybe I think to close, um, because we went already for one and a half hours. And let, uh, sorry, Ben, do you have anything? I, I just wanted to give like, a, a positive, I don't know, a positive uh, message uh, at the end. Um, I, I might, a, a few people, people people might know that I'm currently in Korea uh, on the Korea Blockchain Week and I'm speaking to a lot of, lot of people. And um, so, and for, for us as accelerators, it's sometimes difficult to, to get the sentiment of the, the community, like how it is right now, because we're sometimes so deep into the... Um, the, the projects we're working on that um, for us, everything seems so bright and, and we have so many opportunities, but it's obviously clear that these problems need to be solved and they are not minor. They are like, they, they, they really deserve some attention. Let's say it like that. But what I can say is that um, people are very impressed about the product. Also, what I can say is most people don't know DeFi chain. I think there was only one person I spoke to that actually knew it. Um, which is bad and also good because it shows that there's so much we, we can still do. And also a lot of people are asking, is it EVM compatible? And, and can, is, can, we, can we build uh, on Ethereum or can we, can we leverage Ethereum? And I think with the upcoming um, compatibility to EVM with the DeFi Meta chain, um, it's, it's, we have like a, a really, really bright outlook. And I think the, pro, the, the issue is also something that, needs very high attention right now. Sorry, there's somebody cleaning me up. Um, needs focus right now, but I mean, for the community, it's important. We have a very strong community, and this is also something we heard from somebody recently is uh, a company that wants to build on DeFi chain. I'm, I'm not really sure if I can say the name, but they have worked on similar blockchains in the past that yeah, may or may not have failed, so you can do your math. Um, and um, they were very impressed about the ratio between total value locked and um, market cap. So they said, wow, you must have like a strong product or a strong community. If I, if I look at that, that's unusual. 
So I still feel we have a, a fantastic community. We have like we're working together. And yeah, there are people that like to bash and to fat, but I mean, look at what we're building, look at what we're doing on, on, on every front, on marketing, on development side, everywhere, on community side. So I, I still think people should look forward to a bright future of DeFi chain. And I feel that's important. And that's something we as Accelerator are, are happy to, to add to, to the conversation. Love that. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, like you, I think you're making this really easy now uh, to end on this super positive note. Um, I can, yeah, only, but uh, I think, yeah, reinforce that kind of statement. Uh, if you ignore like that chitter chatter, some of that negativity that you see on Twitter or on Reddit or wherever you hear this, like there's so ma so much positivity around what we do um, as a community here. Um, I think DOSD is gonna be solved. Like I can, like with every single cell of my body, I know that we're gonna solve this in the next couple of weeks. And when you then look further than that, when you look at DeFi MetaChain coming out, being EVM compatible, there's gonna be the possibilities to do literally anything on there. Um, we're gonna see many, many projects building on top of DeFi chain on their own. It's gonna create so much demand for DFI. People are gonna create DAOs. People are gonna do NFTs. People are gonna start their own projects. People are gonna create their own DEXs, right? Uh, we are gonna have so many possibilities. Um, and again, with that foundation of Bitcoin as the secure, non-Turing complete layer on top having all the possibilities out there. I know that at the moment, like with DOSD, it always looks like super dark and you're like, oh my goodness, when is sun gonna rise? And it's gonna rise so fast that sometimes you're gonna miss that actually. And uh, so it's always gonna take one or two great ideas to change everything that you do. And in this case, um, it's really gonna be about solving the peg permanently for DOSD. And we are 100% committed, even without a bull market that uh, we may or may not see the, until the rest of the year, even though right now, I think uh, with the CPI numbers that just came out uh, lower than expected, it looks actually quite bullish. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, we need to take matters in our own hands. And I think we're doing this as a community. So um, I just want to say thanks to everyone, all the great suggestions. Um, what I would suggest is, um, let's have this sit for one or two days. Let's define a an emergency DFIP round for the DOSD. Let's bring all the proposals up. Um, we're not going to change anything to the existing kind of uh, uh, upgrade cycle for the next fork. Um, all the DFIPs that kind of are aligned with that upgrade cycle. Again, like quick reminder, um, major things are around... Um, the voting mechanism with that upgrade cycle that the masternodes can vote on chain um, and uh, having negative interest rates. So this is gonna these are the main uh, tools. So if your suggestion has anything with negative interest rates, um, like reintroducing of any kind of uh, fees or something that's all working, that's no problem because we can just kind of uh, design this around this. Then this can be and this is approved. Then this can be implemented basically first week or whatever, let's say second, let's be safe here, mid-September, um, so in less than a month. Um, anything else afterwards, if uh, this uh, this first kind of round does not help, then we have kind of the second kind of uh, uh, case uh, to empty and uh, we can then work on that um, right afterwards. And then, yeah, I don't know, voting, let's say next week, 
um, and then everyone should be fairly confident that this is going to be solved. And until that point, I also, obviously, if you are in this ecosystem and you just want to get out, then really do us all a favor, burn part of your DOSD, leave the ecosystem, don't look back, um, be happy in wherever you're going, no hard feelings. Um, and uh, if you love this ecosystem, then support it, educate people. Um, if you can, build on it, um, add constructive value. And then I think we're going to all win here as a uh, super strong community. I want to say thank you for my side. Um, yeah, thanks for being part of this. And uh, very much looking forward to solving all of this together. Thank you, Fabio, for putting the DeFi chain space together. And uh, thank you, everyone, for joining. All the best. Have a good rest of the week. Julian, bye-bye.